mean, the last time I was in Tennessee, there was like a legit mountain man just walking downtown. Like you could tell because big burly dude looked like fucking Hagrid, but like he had like on like a hiking backpack and it was just like walking through the city. And I was just like, God damn, they are real. Huh. Yeah. Eight, eight foot tall, like a, a deer carcass on each shoulder. He had, he was, he had to have been like six, seven, six, eight. And he had on like kind of like a fur, uh, kind of like cloak. Thing. His big beard was was his like shirt and pants. Pretty much, yeah. It was fucking crazy. I was like, oh my god, they're real. <laughs> click, 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 click. Like click, that click. guy could have turned into a werewolf, and I would have been like, okay, yeah, makes sense. Doesn't surprise me. One fucking, yeah, bit. not at all. <laughs> I was listening to, uh, oh god, what podcast was that? Necronomapod? Not. Yeah, Necronomapod. Uh, Something like that. Um, yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. I want to get their name right. Neck and a nom and a pod of the. Yeah, it's like it hurts my brain to say, but I like the name. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> but they're also from Ohio. What? Yeah, they're from Cleveland. I area. thought we were the only podcast in Ohio. Necro Nami. I can't even fucking. You're say looking it. at it, Josh. Necro Namipod. Necro Namipod. Yep, that fucking hurts my brain. But they had an episode on. Uh, I think it was like their part two of the four, missing four four one one. Uh huh. And they played an audio clip that these guys recorded from the seventies. This was from out in California, I think, or Washington, so, somewhere Pacific Northwest, East Coast or okay. West Coast. I mean, but like it's like recording of like the feral humans in the woods. It it's some of the creepiest fucking recordings. I'll play it for you after this. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. Because I mean, there's. Definitely some fucking wrong turn shit out in the woods. I mean, I feel like there has to be. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's people that go off fucking um, off the grid and live in the woods. And I mean, God, what's one step further of the generations of uh, incest and all that? And you get well, fucking yeah. wrong turn. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, you can uh, uh, send pigs out into the wild and they can like slowly revert back to their more feral stage and be and basically like adopt characteristics uh, and somewhat physical traits of boars. Oh yeah. And so maybe humans can do the same. Oh yeah. I mean, there's definitely been cases of it. So, and that's, a, that, and that's another thing about <clears throat> almost like de-evolution in a way you have to think about it in, in the way of generations and like uh, gestation periods, basically of animals, yep. because going through that evolutionary process for say rabbits, for example, uh, they are more likely uh, to quicken their ability to adapt and evolve or de-evolve or de-evolve. De is that a word? De-evolution? Whatever. Then like say elephants will yeah. have like a fucking two year gestation period. Take some time. Take some time. What, what, what podcast is this? Why, <laughs> I was going to say, this, I feel like this is a topic for like a, a conversation for the other podcast. Hello. Yes. Yeah, save it, man. Yeah. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Jesus Hi. Christ. This is oh, the Dissectors yeah. Cut. Yes, it is. I'm your host, Joshua. And across from me, that is Matthew. Yes, it is. Hello, everybody. Body. I want been a while. off the top. I want to say yeah. I apologize for the lack of episodes for the month of September. You should. Uh, that month was fucking bonkers for the both of us. Majority me, but uh -huh. <laughs> um, I pretty much burnt the candle at both ends that entire month. Between, Whoa. I mean, I got back from Atlanta. Did a COVID test, making make sure I didn't pick up COVID while I was at Dragon Con. Nice, good. It was negative. Good. I didn't do that on my trip back from Tennessee, so I'll probably kill you right now. Well, I was around a shit ton of people, so I was just so was trying I, to be safe. I was in Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg, man. 
Yeah. And I happened to be there, not to cut you off, but I happened to be there during like a slammed uh like car festival, whatnot. Ooh. It was constant like Nissan 350Zs and other little Honda Civics going by going. Oh, so it wasn't a cool car fest. Fu- fuck no, it was not. But the whole fucking time I hated it. I could not fucking stand it. That's annoying. But yeah, no, um, yeah, after I got back from Dragon Con, it was just nothing but shows, cons. And weddings. <laughs> you, yeah, dude. So, yeah, you were busy. I mean, I yeah, obviously got just, you on Facebook, and I saw when you were at a con, or obviously the wedding that we were at, and whatever else you had going on. Yeah, I think the like, week. I mean, the week I got back from Atlanta, like after the, did the COVID test, like I went to a show that Thursday. Yep. Super fucking fun, and then uh, I think it was like three shows after that in a row. And like a slight break, and then of course working nonstop too. So, yeah, the month of September is kind of bonkers for me. So we kind of thought it best to just wait. <laughs> and <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Wait, <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, just kind of take the month off, and and I came back, and now yeah, we're I, here. I, I didn't want to really want to stress this out too much. I I know that you were especially like running on fumes. Oh God, yeah. for quite a while, and I was like, you know, I'm not even gonna even text him. Like, hey, you wanna come up? Like, God damn, it, I can see you shaking your head through the phone. Like, nah, yeah, I'll, I'll let him be. We'll figure this out later. But anyway, like I said, I wanted to apologize <laughs> for the wait. I know everybody's been so wait, excited. Wait, are you making fun of me again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, but um, but yeah. So hi, Matt. How are hi, you, been? Josh? It's see. I know we just recorded like two, three weeks ago or so, uh, uh, but it feels a hell of a lot longer, and I'm not sure why. Probably because we didn't record for this podcast that day. Perhaps. <laughs> this feels like I'm starting again. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on, but uh, I'm glad to be back into it because I missed it. Yeah, me too. It's been a while, uh, especially with the third entry of the Evil Dead series that we're yes, doing today. Yes, Army of Darkness. I'm so excited. I am too. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm glad to get back into it, and uh, I can't wait to see what you have in store for me. Mm. So, I guess we'll start it like we did all of our episodes. Oh God! Put my my drink down. What did you think of Army of Darkness? Because I know you have you seen this one. I can't remember if you said you've seen this one so, or not. I think I said that I think I've seen it. Uh, but I was correct in that statement because while watching it, I remember um, our friend Rebecca when we used to hang out for quite a while. Um, we, as in obviously. Both of us and her, not just myself. Uh, but we would go to her house every now and then, or I think it was Tony's house at the time. Yeah. Um, her ex. But anyway, we would watch horror movies. And oh, yeah, we did watch this one there, didn't we? We did watch yeah. it there because when we ever, you know, asked the gang, if you will, the the squad, uh, what we wanted to see, I was just kind of like, uh, I would rather, I would, I don't care really what we watch. I just rather wouldn't want to see it. Like, not that I've seen it. I mean, I want something new to watch. Yeah. And so we picked a lot of horror staples, and this being one of them. So I remember quite a bit of it, but I I've, I obviously didn't remember every single part of it. <clears throat> but uh, let's see if I can make this kind of brief and not take the rest of this time of the episode. So I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it like I was on the edge of my seat, but at a runtime of 81 minutes, it was just the perfect amount of, you know, the Evil Dead esque uh, uh, material that you see within these movies, obviously. And this one's obviously not as. This one's definitely more of a f- fantasy action film than a horror film. But I, well, um, okay, so I get into that here, in my little monologue, basically. Um, so I, I can't really 
pin down if I like Evil Dead 1 more than Army of Darkness or Evil Dead 2 or Evil Dead 2 more than the other two or Army of Darkness more than 1 and 2. Whatever the combination is you want. I can't really pin it down because especially Army of Darkness does feel different mm -hmm. than the other two. Just like you said for that fantasy reason because to me while watching I'm like none of this really screams horror mm -hmm. to me. Perhaps the first 10 minutes when you see 58,000 gallons of blood come out of that pit and then um well no that's basically like the horror part of it I would say. Um and basically the the evil dead like idea that Sam Raimi and them tried to give across obviously we see it in evil dead 1, evil dead 2, the ridiculous gore, the ironic outrageous scenes of comedy basically it, yeah. this one was more especially in the comedy sense this one was more of like the one-liners i thought yeah and actual trying to make jokes like the knights stabbing the car going <laughs> what plate of armor does this thing have what the fuck i said like that was meant to obviously oh, be yeah. a joke where evil dead one and two <laughs> the quote-unquote jokes was like watching this tree come alive and come smashing the house it's not necessarily quote-unquote funny yeah but it's so outrageous of what's happening it kind of puts a smile on your face yep but i feel like army of darkness kind of doesn't really take that aspect of evil dead one and two they just kind of more so run with the jokes yeah because for me this story like i said it's not too much horror and it's basically all fantasy and i almost feel like you could take this plot and throw it into Lord of the Rings, you know, the realm of that, and yeah. it would fit perfectly. Yep. And Lord of the Rings is not horror any any bit. Unless you, except for like Shelob's Lair. Sure. <laughs> and that's where like the lines of those genres, horror and fantasy especially, yep. you, you can, they, they're blurred. Oh, you know, yeah. You can really crisscross and do whatever you want. Same with sci-fi horror, like Alien yep. and shit like that. But nonetheless, I really did enjoy this movie, and I could tell with the amount of movies at that time that Sam Raimi especially had under his belt from directing and such, that the talent uh, was top-notch yeah. compared to even Darkman that he that he had directed in uh, Evil Dead 1 and 2. You know, whether it was the acting or the choreography or the score for the film, it just seemed a lot better, especially the scene, which we've seen before, um, like when he was getting his metal hand, excuse me, when he was getting his metal hand and he had all the close-up yeah scene after scene but it was so i felt like more meticulous and more precise that it just made it when it you know the final scene when it zoomed in on him and he was like groovy it just made it that much more better than yeah. even that type of scene that we saw in evil dead 2 i yep. felt like it was done just a little bit better to perfection than army of, uh, of darkness um bruce plays bruce to the, the best of his capabilities i would say especially in this movie he is he went okay so when I see him and he's got his shirt somewhat undone, he's got some hair on his chest, and you can see that he is obviously aged, what, since the first Evil Dead, what would that be, seven, eight years or something like that maybe? Who knows? Uh, I, I can't even remember when Evil Dead 1 was even from made. From the first year, it was like almost 10 years. Almost, almost yeah. 10 years. So you can tell he's aged a little bit, but he, at that point, especially in Army of Darkness, he doesn't look as young, obviously, as he did in, in Evil Dead 1 and 2. He looks kind of more mature, but he is the epitome to me of... Like when you go through Walmart and you find those typical <laughs> fantasy romance novels of some hunk. And it's, I mean, it's the front cover of the oh yeah, it's the cover of the DVD. Oh yeah, he's sitting there and his shirt's open. He's got some woman wrapped around his legs. I mean, he is that Hollywood hunk to a T. No, I mean that poster, it, like their main cover, is very Frank Frazetta esque. And like, I mean, Frank Frazetta's art is like some of my favorite fucking like fantasy artwork. Ever. Oh, it's great. Especially the so, way you look at that cover when I see that his face has a little smirk on it. I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, that just even screams more Bruce. Yeah. 
Because when you look at that front cover, obviously, you know, it's Bruce, but you could look at it and think that it's not. Mm -hmm. But with that smirk, it does help. And, it, and it's kind of a mock of like, uh, you know, Star Wars A New Hope and some of those yeah. covers, too. Um, I can see that. And, uh, you know, with Army of Darkness, and it's like I said, with how I said Evil Dead 2, like when you think of like the imagery of Evil Dead 2, a lot of it comes from Evil Dead 2. Or like when you think of imagery of Evil Dead, it comes from Evil Dead 2. When you think of like one-liners and like quotes from the Evil Dead series, they come from Army of Darkness. Cause yeah. Is that your phone? The one time I don't live with it on silent. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, That's why I said we got to get in the back of the groove of this thing. Yeah, well, it's I, been I, too mean, long. I live with my phone on silent, so that, that really caught me off guard. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, like, because like anytime, like, there's so many, especially like when he's uh, after the pit fight and he's talking to the the towns, you know, you primitive screwheads and all that. Yep. This is my boomstick. Like, yeah. there's so many lines that are just quotable and just. Oh, yeah. It, iconic and some are so horrible he's like the horror arnold schwarzenegger oh god yeah what um hard to say horror arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) i also love um the very beginning scene was uh like when he's in the pit and like being accused of being one of uh oh god why can't i think the guy's name it's like is it henry Henry, yeah henry the red uh being one of his men that scene is uh mimicked in the beginning of skyrim there's this there's the scene where the uh one soldier of Henry the Red guy like breaks away and runs away and he gets shot with the arrow. Mm-hmm. They mimic that they have that le- legit scene in Skyrim at the beginning and it's amazing. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Cuz the one guy runs away and gets shot by the arrow and I'm like, "Oh, that's from Army of Darkness. That's so cool." Oh shit. I don't even remember that. I I have to play that game over again i'm sure i played that game a lot even i make fun yeah. of it but i still loved it so yeah, rightfully so concluding what i was talking about with army of darkness uh whether it has tropes that make it feel like it belongs in the evil dead universe and then not so much because to me within the first 10 15 minutes with that that pit where they get sent down there and and blood goes everywhere and he fights that she bitch or whatever he calls her <laughs> um and, and whatnot that feels like evil dead i think the crew called it the pit bitch Again, rightfully so. Yep. But that felt like Evil Dead to me. Mm-hmm. And then when he got out, and then it started with the whole dialogue and whatnot, because in Evil Dead 1 and 2, I mean, sure, obviously, we get dialogue, but it's mainly just a bunch of fucking screaming and cursing at the woods <clears throat> and whatnot. But this takes on a whole different life of its my, own. My favorite scene is the fucking windmill. When he's, like, after... And the other eight of him? Yeah. Because if you look, like, you can tell that it's all... People that like it's not just a bunch of Bruce Campbell's doing multiple like scenes. It's all people that just roughly kind of look like Bruce. So like, it's, really, yeah, it's not like I think one might have been him, but all the others who just like. Stunt, I thought it was stunt, all him. Yeah, no, there's stunt doubles and people that just look like him. Because I know the two headed Ash. Obviously, yeah, yeah. obviously that's not a, even a stunt double. That's just there, there's really really cool uh, puppetry that uh, like there's a, a prosthetic behind the scenes that I'll post for this and I'll also. Should have the Evil Dead too because I didn't want to post until we actually well, had gl- that episode up. True, post. and I'm glad you actually brought that up because I would I would say that that little fight with all the little miniatures miniature him hymns I guess um, I guess that actually feels Evil Dead to me a bit yeah. as well. It's a lot more comedic. Oh yeah, um, but it's, it's very a uh, Gulliver's, Gulliver's Travel. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, Which that's another, but, th- and I talk about it uh, later. But that's one thing I also love that you can tell 
where uh Sam Raimi pulled like influences from, like sure. Um like Harry uh Harryhausen's fucking stop motion with all the like with all the um skeletons and shit. Yeah. Like I God, I'll, I love it so much. I hope uh the nineteen seventy three Oldsmobile Delta eighty eight he pulled from Mad Max because that prehistoric bitch really did look like <laughs> it when he made its final appearance. Oh my god, yeah, that thing was fucking amazing. Even in its prime, a 1973 Delta 88 looks like it's much older than 1380 where they were at. Oh, yeah. And the fact that they legit, like, literally dropped one from a crane. That car is the embodiment of the question, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. The fucking land yacht. Yeah. But, it's got the but, turn radius of a fucking tank. <laughs> it, I, it, God, anytime I see one of those, it's just like, it takes like six acres to make a thirty degree turn. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Watch out! Like you need like a like a mall parking lot to turn around. Even then, <laughs> you know. Uh, but to conclude, what I was saying was, I compare a lot of these things, especially when it when genres are involved, because me being, well, at least I used to be like a musician, but I think of of music a lot and my main music i go to is metal so obviously metal isn't what uh (laughs) obviously metal isn't just metal you have folk metal you have progressive technical death metal melodic death metal if you want to if you don't listen to metal and you want a metal breakdown listen to part one of last podcast on the left uh Black metal, metal series because yeah. Marcus does a great breakdown of like all the, the different metal like genres. Dude, it's fucking and nuts. <laughs> they're fucking Marcus's like interpretation of folk metal. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but all of those is what makes metal, and yep. the same happens with horror. You don't necessarily just have horror. Again, yeah. you have horror comedy, you have sci-fi horror, horror adventure. I mean, it's the same not. with punk rock too. Exactly. It's literally just one and the same. But my point being is, if you are a fan of metal, and you talk to someone, and they're like, oh, you know, I love the classic heavy shit. It's like, I love Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> that's called butt metal. <laughs> but if you love the classic heavy shit, it's like, oh, do you need to listen to fucking Judas Priest, you know? It's, oh, you like thrash? Listen to Overkill. If you talk about horror, and you like the more funny horror, like, say, Gremlins, for example, without a doubt, near the top of that list should be Army of Darkness. Oh, it should absolutely. be the whole Evil Dead series. Absolutely. It is a necessity to, necessity to watch if you are even just remotely interested in those types of, of, of subgenres, really. Army of Darkness is another one of those movies, too, that I, I, I know I've mentioned this before with other films, but like it shows that I am my father's son because he's talk like he always loves telling me the story about how he's also taken took a date to see Army of Darkness and they fucking thought it was dumb and hated it and he fucking loved it and I was like, yep, that's me. <laughs> yeah, Except uh, most of the people that I date enjoy movies like this. Well, good because <laughs> a lot of the reasoning people I know that hate these types of movies and you ask them why it's just like, oh, I know the the seat. Well, they'll call it CG more so. They won't know the the type of effects or or what is it forward projection and shit yeah. like that that's used um but they're like oh it just looks so bad it's like bitch look you know they got a budget of whatever they could you know for the time of 1992 and 1993 when it was released i mean they can only fucking do so much give yeah. them a goddamn break oh yeah but anyway well, people just don't appreciate like stop motion and shit like that and i i love stop motion i do too it's so fucking good like jason and the argonauts fuck. yep and that's where some of this comes from too yep. it looks like jason and the argonauts oh yeah like and sam raimi definitely pulled from like jason and the argonauts um 
like the seventh voyage of Sinbad and stuff like that. Like the yeah. very, the very yeah, Harryhausen, uh, like stop motion. I yeah, think because I, I think it was Jason of the Argonauts where he has a fight with the skeletons and it looks like it's straight from like Army of Darkness, like those skeletons. And like that's the thing I love too, because like there's the scene when like uh, Evil Ash is walking through like the <laughs> army, and like you could tell that some of them are stop motion. It's like a mix of stop motion and puppetry, and it's fucking like it's such a cool mix. So <laughs> one of the funniest moments of this movie to me, for whatever reason, is when the final battle was taking place, and for maybe five, ten seconds, uh, a bunch of the deadites were being stabbed, or the skeleton army, if you want, whatever you want to call them. Um, the army of darkness. You can call them that if you really <laughs> want to. I don't see why. But uh, whether they were stabbed or run over, whatnot, and it's it went to evil Ash that first time and he's just like oh oh god oh my god i'm like it's it's too bad even for him yeah and he's a fucking resurrected demon basically <laughs> uh but for some reason it was just funny to see i i mean i guess something supernatural like that demon to have kind of like a a humane type of yep. outlook on a perspective on things but again that's just the silliness of it that's just the bruce campbell silliness of it or you know the uh well, evil dead the, the best one-liner in a movie ever, the fucking skeleton at the end of the battle. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, he's British. Why the fuck's he British? Uh, but anyway, regardless of how that movie stands within the series, it doesn't feel as Evil Dead as I would want it to be. It's not enough gore like the first two. Uh, but it, it is pretty funny. It'll laugh. It'll make you laugh all the way through. At least I would hope so. If you have the humor that we do and, and share it with us on this podcast, it would make you laugh for sure. Like, but it could stand alone. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it was literally just Army of Darkness... And not Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness or whatever else it was titled, the Medieval Dead, which is yeah. actually a great name. If Evil Dead One and Two never existed, it was just this. It would make sense. Oh yeah, I know a lot of people. I mean, like even me growing up, because like I remember watching Army of Darkness first and just thinking it was its own film alone. And then I learned of Ar like yeah. Evil Dead, and I was like, oh okay, these are combined. Like you can like if you don't like just straight horror horror. Like you were saying, like you could watch Army of Darkness yeah. and be completely fine because they mostly explain who Ash is and what happened at the very beginning. Oh, it does. I mean, he so, just literally falls from the skies along yep. with this car, and he's just like, "I want to go back to my time." I mean, what more of a story plot do, do you need? Yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's and it's such a big, like, feeling of story, mm -hmm. like someone traveled through time and wants to get back. That you almost don't need necessarily the little details of how it started in the first place. Yeah. It's such a monumental and he, to grasp. And he kind of touches on it when he's at uh, S-Mart talking to Sam Raimi's brother. Shop Smart. Shop S-Mart. Yep. Which is apparently <laughs> an actual line of stores in Mexico. What? Mm -hmm. I think it was Mexico. I, I hate I that tagline. I like Shop Smart because it's like when you look at PetSmart, it's like, is it PetSmart or is it PetSmart? But then when it's like Shop S-Mart, I'm like, stop. I already got the joke. You don't have to <laughs> fucking do that to me. Uh, but okay, yeah, nonetheless, so I think we should get into it, but I, I want to say that it was, you know, just a, a Raimi classic, Three Stooges feeling-esque, it was this, just funny, over-the-top, action-packed, This was, perfect. like, when I started this podcast, this is one of the movies that I knew I wanted to get to in the first year. Well, what do you have in store for me with this medieval Princess Diaries movie we're talking about here? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, God. I want a compilation of every time. You need to cut a compilation every the, time you mention The real Princess life Crimson Chin. What do we got? <laughs> the cartoon Jay Leno. Oh, God, no. Just looks. 
Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Oh, I fucking love that you line, did. by the way. While some sites may rank Army of Darkness as the lowest of the three in the original Evil Dead trilogy, there's no denying the ravenous cult following this film mustered throughout the year since its release in theaters in February of 1993. When it comes to horror, it's safe to say this film is one of the most often quoted. Oh, I bet it is. Man, some, a lot of his one-liners was absolute garbage. Like what? Like, like which ones? Well, like for well, for instance, like Groovy is good. Okay, he kind of solidified that in the the realm of Evil Dead with Evil Dead Two, and sure. Uh, but um, oh, I, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but the one that's about Jack and shit and Jack left town or whatever the fuck he said, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like it gives me the laugh like that because I'm like. That went on for way too fucking long, but sure, we'll, we'll give it to you there. Jack and shit, and Jack left town or some shit like that. And I, I thought this personally is my boomstick. That's probably the top line. Oh yeah, you know, at least one of the first, maybe two or three. Uh, I personally found the very ending. You know, hail to the king, baby. I thought that was a little cringe, personally. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the whole thing where she tries to make nice with him and then smacks him and. He has every right to be mad and not wanting to be there. And then he's like, give me some sugar. It's like, what the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> I, 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 I love the, uh, like, when she gets possessed. And, you know, you found me beautiful once. Oh, my God. Baby, you got real ugly. <laughs> yeah, like, that was one I was like, oh, that's it. Oh, look at the guy next to me. Uh, that was it. That's all he had to say. All right, moving was, on now. Who was in your basement? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Oh, was that's, it was that, it your uh, dummy? That's that, how schizophrenic I am. Was it? Where is your dummy? Oh, uh, he's behind the couch. Oh, or, I don't. I mean, he's technically on the couch oh, or behind like you. That. Yeah, I can see him in the in the the television. He waves at me from time to time. Okay. Um, <laughs> I also love the hey she bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I like that. Hey she bitch. I like that one. But yeah, like I said, I mean, this is like definitely one of those movies that has so many like, n like perfect quotes that people yeah. are just going to say randomly. And I'm not sure why, but it just popped into my head. Um, not necessarily doing research for this, but uh, watching videos on YouTube. I know there's a documentary uh, on YouTube that's like an hour and a half long about it, but I, I didn't get to, or behind the scenes kind yeah. of thing. I didn't get to watch it or like that. Uh, listen to some podcasts and whatnot. But a lot of people were griping about the whole cinematic of, him making his hand they're like he, he made some fucking artificial like metal hand in like 15 seconds like what the hell is that and i'm thinking to myself bitch he literally straps a chainsaw to his fucking hand in evil dead 2 and just starts cutting fucking things yeah like what do you what i don't understand the problem i, I really don't because they'll praise evil dead 2 and then armor darkness are kind of like eh, it was okay it's like the people that argue that star wars is unrealistic yeah <laughs> We know. There's explosions. <laughs> they literally do, like, when they blow up the Death Star, there's no explosions in space. I just want to know how a lightsaber, light, okay, extends like three feet and just knows when to stop. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just go forever. Yeah. I want to know how there's a space slug. Yeah. I, it's, people baffle me. People yeah. Baffle oh, yeah. I, That's because we're smart, Josh. Are we as smart? <laughs> 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 I want to be as smart. <laughs> oh, man. I walked right into that one. <laughs> yeah, you did. Sorry. Like open arms, open <laughs> legs. That was... Hug me, brother. Stupid. <laughs> stupid bitch. <laughs> uh, I will gladly let you go and continue with this, please. Your God, get off of it. 
So Army of Darkness opens up right where Evil Dead 2 ended with our hero Ash Williams once again played by him by the chin himself, Bruce Campbell, <laughs> being teleported back to the Middle Ages where he is thought to be a member of Duke Henry the Red with whom Arthur is at war with. So I assume this Arthur fella is supposed to be like King Arthur that we all know about. That's what I always assumed. Either that or Sam Raimi is just very unoriginal with coming up with names. It was just like King Medieval Arthur. Arthur works. Well, well, yeah, that's the thing. His character's name is technically Lord Arthur. Yeah. Like, I guess he didn't want to go with King Arthur. Yeah. Probably. I mean, there's probably some kind of like rights to King Arthur's name at that point. There might be. I have no idea. But like his his facial hair was trimmed all nicely, except, you know, there was a couple people with facial hair that I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like the one blacksmith but, that has like the like Fu Manchu yeah, and shit. Exactly. But like his his facial hair was nice. He had real pretty blue eyes. He was an attractive uh, man. And I was like, that's got to be King Arthur. Because there's so about boy! him being all attractive <laughs> and majestic. I will say every fucking person in this movie that had long hair that was obviously like a wig or so was atrocious. It was an assault. It was badgering on me, a man with long hair. I hated it. Everybody looked just... Except... What's her face? The 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 main woman. I can't yeah. remember her hair. Even if it was a wig, looked fine. Mm-hmm. But the men, oh my <laughs> god, that, those were horrible. So back at Arthur's castle, Ash is thrown into a pit where he battles it out with one of the deadites, and is proven to be the one that could receive the Necronomicon to help Ooh. return him home. Upon messing up the words, once he finds the book, he must he unleashes an army of the dead. Which now he must fight. <laughs> I totally forgot when I first watched it, and I was not expecting it, when he was trying to recite it. And he's like, what's the last word? I know it's it's it starts <laughs> with an N. It's an N-word. It's an ne- N-word. Necktie. Yeah, and he's even like, oh, I just kind of said that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh. And of course, he's like, <clears throat> okay, we're good. <laughs> he just backs away slowly. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, well, I wasn't expecting to, to feel that today. I also love um, what it like pulls, like when he opens, like fucks up the first one, like opens up the first book and it like pulls <laughs> his chin out. Like the prosthetic work, there's another really good picture from the behind the scenes of like the prosthetic. Like um, you can tell it's before they paint it because it's like just the white mold. Sure. Um, like with uh, Bruce Campbell wearing it. And it's such a really cool picture. I'll definitely post it. But uh yeah, the prosthetic work for some of them were just fucking fantastic. That was a nice, like, Evil Dead 1 and 2 touch yeah. for Army of Darkness, I believe, as well. They didn't tell me there'd be three books. <laughs> yeah. In our Evil Dead 2 episode, I talked about how originally writer and director Sam Raimi had the idea to send Ash to the 1300s, but due to budget constraints, it didn't seem feasible at the time. After the financial success of Evil Dead 2, producer Dino De Laurentiis I've probably said that name so many different ways in this episode, or in this series. <laughs> Dino D. Laurentiis saw the potential in a third installment and agreed to finance the film once again. Woo! When it came to writing the final draft of the script, Sam Raimi intended to write it with his friend, Scott Spiegel, who was co-writer on Evil Dead 2. Unfortunately, Spiegel was busy working on a film with Clint Eastwood <gasps> at the time, so Sam turned to his brother, Ivan Raimi, who he had co-written projects with before. Sam claims it was Ivan that brought more humor to the script this time around. You know, okay. Scott Spiegel's like, yeah, Sam, I'm working with Clint Eastwood. I, <laughs> yeah, do you mind? Yeah, do you I, mind? I got shit to do. A number of literary sources were used as inspiration for the screenplay, as we talked about earlier, 
which many can be seen throughout the film. Stories like Mark Twain's A, Con a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court and Jonathan Swift's Gulliver's Travel. Films he also took inspiration from were Jason and the Argonauts, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, and Conan the Barbarian. Francis Diaries? Yes. Yes, he took inspiration from a film that didn't exist yet. <laughs> hey, time travel's involved. Okay. I don't even know if Anne Hathaway was born yet. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. Did you say a Connecticut Yankee? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I needed. Thanks. I actually have never heard, like, it's a Mark Twain book, but I've never heard of that story. Let's keep it that way. But I kind of want to read it now that it's inspired, like, that it inspired Army of Darkness. What the fuck did that inspire? A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Probably time travel, and he probably got sent back to King Arthur's Court, and he's probably from, like, the Civil War. You know, I think you're right, actually. <laughs> I think you're on the money. The, the, I mean, just that that name makes me think that, so. No, that, I can I can honestly see that. I think you got the money shot there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. The money shot. Okay. Yes. Oh, you're gross. <laughs> so Sam's whole plan this time around was to finally get Ash out of the cabin. Whoa. And he stuck to it. Yeah. Because that know, was his the, whole plan. As because you, you know the last two films, it literally took place in a cabin. And I kind of liked it. Yeah. Honestly, because it, it, it added the like solitary. Yeah. Basically, you know, you're out there alone, nothing else to do. Yep, and the isolation. The isolation, thank you. So the original budget for Army of Darkness was $8 million, but once huh. it came to the scope of the effects work and everything they wanted to pull off, it was clear even that wasn't going to be enough. To give a recap on past budgets, the first Evil Dead was made for less than $400,000, and Evil Dead 2 was made with a budget of $3.5 million, so obviously they were upping the scope for this film. Damn, the rent on that cabin sure is hell increased. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> to help aid in financing the film, Campbell, Ramey, and producer friend and producer slash friend of theirs, Rob Talpert, collectively put in one million of their own salary. Damn. This would bump the budget of the film to eleven million dollars. I can see that. For mm -hmm. that time, for obviously the big step it took. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's just so it's so interesting to me to think that, you know, when Sam Raimi first started, first film, $400,000. And now he's making the third installment of the series, like 10 years later, for $11 million. Like, that's insane. And look at him now, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse right? of Madness. And making, or Madness of the Multiverse? And making some of the more iconic uh, Marvel movies, too. Or like, before Spider -Man. Disney, yeah, his Spider-Man movies. I mean, the first two are fantastic. Three is great just for the memes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sure. But why did he give Spider-Man, like, the biological web shooters and not... I have hmm. no idea. Hmm. Need to email him. Yeah, I have no idea, but, God, if Tobey Maguire does show up in uh, No Way Home, I can't wait for that interaction once... Uh, They're like, what the fuck? You don't even have, like, yeah, gadgets? Like, yeah, like, oh, it comes out of you? Oh, oh. gross. Like, yeah, I don't know what the director was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so when it came to the cast... As stated earlier, Bruce Campbell would return as Ashley J. Williams and Evil Ash. Imbeth Davids plays the role of Sheila. Sheila! <laughs> Marcus Gilbert as Lord Arthur, Ian Abercrombie as the Wise Man, and Richard Grove as Duke Henry the Red. Did he make Abercrombie and Finch? Sure, yes. Sure. Can't even give me a yes or no. He's just like, <laughs> you know what, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> this film also features... Now horror icon Bill Mosley as a deadite captain seen during the big battle towards the end of the film. Is he the one that's like Evil Ash's right-hand man kind of deal? 
he had a horse. Yeah, he doesn't have any speaking lines, but he's the one that like when he rides up, he has the eye patch. There's another one that does speak a little bit, isn't there? Yeah, there is. But Bill Mosley's uh, character didn't have any speaking okay, lines. Okay. He just was there. Because that reminded me of another of one of the scenes where I think it's the one that talks. I don't think it's Bill Mosley, but he takes off on his horse, like down, like through, like as the uh, Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. uh, and he's with another horse with another skeleton on it, but you can, without a doubt, clearly tell that that skeleton's fake because it is like ragdolling so fucking hard <laughs> when that horse yeah. is running around. I'm like, they don't even try. But that's the Evil Dead thing. Yep. They don't try. And I swear to God, if you watch King Henry, or uh, uh, Henry the Red, whatever his name is, and his army when they're finally coming over the hill and they're like, look, there they are, hell yeah. I swear to God, and I didn't go back to try and look at it again, I thought I saw one of his quote-unquote men like literally in like a beige hoodie, blue jeans, and gym shoes. I wouldn't doubt it. Everyone else is wearing fucking armor, and there's this guy. He has like a mask on. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it at all. I, I hope it's like that. Uh-huh. If I go back and look, I hope to God it's like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, for those that don't, they may not know uh, just the actors' names, but yeah, Bill Mosley played Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and he also plays most notably probably known for playing Otis in House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, Three from Hell, but I haven't seen that one. So anyway, like many films nowadays, Army of Darkness was filmed using a mix of on-location sets and sound stages. Ooh. The interior shots were filmed on an IntroVision stage in Hollywood, while the on-location shots were filmed in Bronson Canyon and Vasquez Rocks National Area Park in California. This film, as I mentioned earlier, also pays tribute to stop-motion master himself, Ray Harryhausen, which God... If you've never seen a Ray Harryhausen film, just do yourself a favor well, and fucking go watch what's it. What's a Ray Harryhausen film? Well, I've already mentioned two of them. Mentioned the Voyage, the Seventh Jack. Voyage of Sinbad, uh huh, and Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, or you can watch. Uh, oh God, it's like Beast from Ten Thousand Fathoms or Hundred Thousand Fathoms or some shit like that. I don't know, but yeah, Ray Harryhausen. I've seen Jason one, and the Argonauts. Oh, uh, I think we. I God, I I watched Jason and the Argonauts in like some class in like elementary or middle school for some fucking reason i watched it on television once and then i watched it in a hospital bed when i was uh ridden with asthma for a week interesting like the fuck's going on but yeah it, I, I don't know why but like i love couldn't care less his stop motion work from what i can remember i mean yeah for the time obviously at least like i mean i'm pretty sure if it wasn't for him and his like mastery of stop motion we wouldn't have gotten films like Coraline or nightmare before christmas Quite possibly, I, I really yeah. don't. I would say that's a safe uh, uh, assumption. Yeah, he was he was the master. There's uh, museums that ha- I forget what museum it is, or if it, it might be in like different museums, but there are museums that have his uh, miniatures. Ooh, and I want to see it so fucking badly. Let's go. I want to. I'm gonna I go to... on Expedia and buy a ticket right now. I have to figure it out. So when filming finally began in mid 1991, it would last for about a hundred days, according to Ramey. A huge castle set was built on the edge of the Mojave Desert near Acton, California. Majority of the film was shot at night, and since they were filming in the summer, this meant the days were longest and the nights were short. This only left so much time for the crew to film, and with being in the desert, they dealt with very cold temperatures at the time. I think I read in an interview... And I'm sure very hot temperatures at the time. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, during the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I read with Raimi after, like... Because obviously shooting at night, you have to do so much fucking rigging and stuff with lights. I sure, think, yeah. I think it was like, I think Ramey said something like after they finally got all the lights rigged up and like 
people in place and everything. They only had like six hours to shoot every night, which I'm like, God damn. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that, I'm sure that's what they did. They probably shot scenes like at one location, whether it would be scenes in the beginning and scenes at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. just right there and got it out of the way as quick as possible. Yep. I mean, you hear about that kind of stuff all the time. Like that's one of my favorite things. Um, with, I mean, you like, like a lot of times when they're filming, most films aren't filmed in succession. Like some yeah. films are. But there are some films where they're like, okay, let's shoot this scene, and then like from like the beginning of a film, and then they'll shoot a scene at like the end of the film, and just you know, that's what I would do. Um, I was watching, I think it was like the behind the scenes of the Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship. Um, when they were filming, they ended up having like a really bad flood in New Zealand, and like they couldn't film anything for a bit. And uh, Peter Jackson was like, well, we need to do something still. So, he he got to thinking, and he knew that there was a scene. It may have this like they may have been shooting two towers at the time, but there's a scene for uh, Return of the King that he knew that he wanted. So they ended up filming like a scene for that, like in like a gymnasium or some shit. Fucking three or four years before the movie was ever released. Yep. Hell yeah. And there I was you go. just like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. Use your time wisely. And I think it was the scene like where uh, Sam and Frodo are like sleeping on the like. Um, when they're heading up towards like Shelob's lair, uh, they're going up yeah. the big tall stairs and they're sleeping on like the edge of the cliff. I think it was like that scene. Ah, uh, okay. If I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've watched the behind hey, the scenes. Well. I hate you. Me too. God damn it, Aaron Lewis. Here I come. <laughs> oh no. I didn't like the way you said that <laughs> at all. It made me uncomfortable. Because then I pictured Aaron Lewis's face and I'm like, ah. It's been a while. Mm-mm. So. <laughs> Compared to past films, yeah, shooting Army of Darkness was difficult for Campbell during the battle sequences since oh, wow. a lot of the times he'd have to fight enemies that weren't really there. No, Campbell used a number system that helped him remember the choreography for each scene. Because I will say, obviously, uh, if you know a little bit about quote unquote movie magic, you would know that there are things that he would be fighting that are not real and are not there. But he does such a good job oh, yeah. at making it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I forget the there. I forget the actual uh, process they used, but they kind of did like the overlay format, where like obviously they would shoot Bruce like doing battles and shit, and then they would ha- have overlay like the effects of like the puppetry and shit, sure, like the skeletons, and then they would overlay like the mats and stuff like that, kind of like how they did with the Invisible Man. Mm, so okay, like it was okay. like multiple layers on top of each other, and like that's how it would, and like it works really well. It does. I mean, it, it looks very well. The hits all seem very precise yep. and whatnot. Yeah. Unlike you know some films where you can easily tell when somebody doesn't get hit, like um, oh, The Dark Knight Rises, where oh, guy oh, doesn't get take. fucking punched even remotely close by Batman, but he goes flying backward. Christopher Nolan, I don't know how you let that one slide. It's very noticeable. Or the very beautiful, like, say you punch someone, like, you know, right to left, and they go left to right. It's like, yep. what are you doing? Yep. Ah, that'll stay in there. <laughs> I also just took a notch at Christopher Nolan's Batmans, because I think they're overrated. But that's just me. I kind of agree. Good. That's why we do a podcast together. Sanders like, me three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a hot take, but that I have on that on those movies, but I won't say it because I know a lot of people frown upon it. Should we have our own like little series within the dissector's cut of just hot takes? Probably, Probably. like a hot take episode. Yeah, just all oh, where we just, just piss bitch. people. Fuck we just it. piss we people are. off. Yes, and bitch. That could be a good filler episode. 
Oh, where we just piss people off. Oh, man, that sounds like a fucking fun time. Fuck everyone. All right, let's do it. All right, uh, bye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> In due time. In due time. Yes. Be patient. So, <laughs> once again, Campbell also once again sustained a couple of inju- injuries, including one where a pin from his uniform cut his chin during a stunt, which surprised. caused him to bleed. He was. Oh, also- wow. Which Which one? <laughs> that's the thing uh when he got cut they apparently took to like went to like a plastic surgeon to get it sealed up and they actually had to point out because he went while he was in makeup sure. still yeah they had to point out which cut was the actual real cut because the plastic surgeon couldn't tell which speaks a lot to the prosthetic work whoever did the makeup or maybe that surgeon's just dumb as fuck it's also possible <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh, there were a couple i could i feel like i could tell that they were fake but maybe that surgeon's blind. Maybe. Therefore, he should not be a surgeon. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he was also hit with real potatoes by Sam Raimi during the scene where ash is pelted by rocks. While fake was rocks, it not rocks? While fake rocks were used, okay. Raimi wanted to get a genuine reaction from Campbell and, as a joke, actually threw real potatoes at Bruce. So the real irritation by ash you see was legit, and that scene was kept in. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a waste of potatoes. I don't know. Is it a waste of potato if it hits it, Bruce is, Campbell? Could you don't, do you... don't hurt his face. Do you know how much the potato man? would be, like, sold for if it was kept? I'm imagining seeing an eBay <laughs> listing of potato that hit Bruce Campbell, and it would go for maybe, like, seven, 8000 Oh, God, people buy chicken nuggets that look like the fucking Among Us characters because it's just <laughs> stupid. <laughs> That's true. I would just get like a little red marker and draw a line on it and be like, you know, Bruce Campbell's blood. <laughs> right. Why, why not? I mean, what if the, is, is it French? That's like pomme de terre, like apple of the earth. You could say that and just freak fucking people out. It might go for double that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, fucking uh-huh. ridiculous. Marketing. So one of the biggest ac- accidents on set. Atkins <sighs> diet. What? <laughs> no, please continue. <laughs> One of the biggest accidents on set happened during the filming of the Oldsmobile dropping from the sky. Oh no! Originally, they used a twenty-five a twenty-five ton crane, which, while being used, suffered mechanical failure and collapsed over the edge of a cliff. Luckily, oh my god! <laughs> luckily, the crane operator was able to jump off the machinery before it fell. To clean up the wreckage, an 80-ton crane was brought in, and that crane was used for the reshoots so Raimi could get the shot that he needed. Oh, my God. That's fucking nuts. And you're like, thankfully, the guy, the, the worker, the crewman manning that crane escaped. I'm thinking, you know, I feel like it'd almost be impossible not to escape. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I feel like you could slowly step out <laughs> as the crane went. It would be so Well, just, I mean, luckily, you know, I think the 25-ton ones are the ones where, like, they have the operator kind of lower. But like the ones you see, like in cities, like oh, that are operators, like, like yeah, the operators are like, all the way up there. Yeah, no, fuck that. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, no, you're done. Speaking of terrifying, I want to zip line my 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 tra- trip to Gatlinburg will not. I want to zip line, but we didn't. But we were going somewhere, and God, we were, I thought there was gonna we were, be some kind of joke in there, and I was so fucking ready for it. I'm disappointed now. <laughs> the line would snap. No. <laughs> yes. No, just yes. that it would be saggy, and you walk up, and the guy's like, "Oh, 
boy. Well, yeah. As soon as my two hundred eighty pound ass leaves that little whatever, my nuts are just brazed by the trees. Pow, 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 pow. And they're like, "Never had that happen before." I'm like, "Thanks for that that boost of confidence, you bitch." You get on, you just hear. <laughs> yeah, I stopped. Somehow stopped on like a fucking 60 degree decline. I was like, how is this happening? Anyway, no. What I was trying to say was that we went through uh, a mountain at one point. You went through a mountain in Tennessee? Josh. <laughs> and, and there was to my right, near the top of it, it wasn't the highest mountain, but it had like a bridge that extended, I mean, 100 feet out, and there was nothing out there. I mean, it just went out into the fucking air the sky i'm like yeah it's a scenic view i'm like ah that that looks terrifying like that literally looks terrifying go to the tallest building building in your city and if they had like a a fucking ramp that literally extended off the roof for like 80 100 feet and just stood out there i'm like that that doesn't yeah like the thing like the one in chicago which one in chicago there's oh it's like a glass thing that you well yeah but you walk out like three feet i've done that yeah but but still you did that? Are you the one that made the thing crack? <laughs> no, it cracked like the next day, but I probably helped. <laughs> Could you imagine standing on that thing when that thing cracked? I want my money back. I would shit myself. I want a total refund because you guys, quote, put the fear of God in me. I didn't like it. <laughs> I was that close to meeting him, too. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. That's terrifying. Anyway, I saw a bridge. That was really scary. In Tennessee is the moral of my story. Thanks for ruining it. Go on. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. How'd I ruin it? Talk to me about Bruce Campbell's chin. Did you know if you probably stepped out on that bridge, you probably would have lifted up the mountain? I'm sorry. <laughs> the mountain would have cracked. I'm like, you know what? I am not built for this earth. <laughs> I need to go fucking elsewhere. Oh, my God. I'm Elon so- Musk. Fucking <laughs> ship me out. I don't care where. But oh as long God, as it's Amazon just- shipping, I mean, I make it to Jupiter in two days. That's fine. So originally, Ramey had an entire, entirely different ending in mind. Huh. In his first ending, once Ash tries to return to his own world, he is transported back to a post-apocalyptic version of London. This was deemed too depressing. What? Did Literally you know? all his friends die in the first one. What's more depressing the, than that? The studio didn't like it. The studio wanted a happy ending. I also try to find info on like the making of the car, the Mad Max car. I sure. Find shit. Really? Because that thing was an amalgamation of. Oh yeah, and I loved it. I love that. Like, um, when he opens the trunk of the car too, it's just like Phasmagoria it, magazine, Fangoria and, magazine, or Fangoria. God, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm you. thinking of the game. <laughs> um, which the Fangoria magazine is in there because, uh, same way we did it as a nod because Fangoria is one of the reasons why Evil Dead took off anyway. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, I love like all the science magazine, yeah. the science, uh, like school books and shit because ha, they were college students in the first film. Oh yeah, I love that part where he pulls out his science book and they make gunpowder just like if you're playing some fucking video game where you just drag and drop two elements and all of a sudden you have something new like, but uh oh, Of course, you you of tell- Of course. <laughs> you t- maybe it was like the anarchist cookbook. Uh, sure. But in a science- That's all a cookbook is, man. This is true. like- Rituals and concoctions and stuff like that. <laughs> this is just only they taste good. Beans for my family, <laughs> or soup for my family. I don't know. There's the, the there's the whole thing that Trump with like the cans of soup, and he said that you can't throw bricks because they're too heavy, but you can throw what? cans of soup. Yeah, it's a whole thing. You didn't hear about that? Did you know he had a button for Diet Coke? <laughs> oh God, yeah, he loved that shit. He did, or Diet Pepsi. Something. It was Diet, Diet Coke. 
Didn't seem to help. He was at least dignified enough to know that even Pepsi sucks. <laughs> That's the only time, only time I've ever like been in agreement the with. Only him. good takeaway from his presidency. The only apparently. time I'm like, you know what? I agree with Trump. <laughs> Pepsi is disgusting. Uh, Pepsi is just disgusting in general. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at you, mom. So while the producers let Ramy direct the movie as he wanted, it was during post-production that Universal took over. Whoa. Ah, goddamn studios. Oh, wow. Look at that. Fucking I, I will ruining say, everything. Uh, commenting on your, um, oh, God, alternate ending. I actually think I prefer the ending that we had. Oh, yeah. Just because it brings the trilogy to an end. And I'm kind of glad because I don't think it should have kept on going. It would have been burnt out after a while. Oh, absolutely. And I, I love that like his coworkers just don't believe him like he's just telling a story i also love yeah. the idea of some guy going through the shit that he went through in evil dead well evil dead 2 since uh evil dead 2 is kind of like a rehash of the first one yeah yeah but the fact that like you know some joe schmo went through the shit in evil dead 2 and army of darkness and now he's just working retail <laughs> it just makes me laugh my ass off American dream. I'm like, baby. that could be me. American dream. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be. Very well could I could be. tell I I should just start telling these stories at work. <laughs> but like School of Rock, when he's talking to the teachers, and then one teacher's like, Isn't that a movie or something? That's what you should do. <laughs> tell Evil Dead the whole movie. And someone go, Isn't that Evil Dead? Be like, mm, I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't know. I think you're stupid. Yeah. Never heard of it. So overall, Universal Studios was not happy with the bad ending. Oh, wow. As it's now dubbed, Universal had Raimi come up with a happier ending, which resulted in, in the ending that we have now. Shot a month later, the, sh the shootout scene in S-Mart with the Deadite was filmed in a lumber mill store in Malibu, California. Raimi later admitted that he liked the fact that this film has two endings, as he stated, in one universe, Ash is fucked, and in the other, he's the big cheeseball hero. <laughs> sure. I, I guess Universal just didn't like the post-apocalyptic part. I guess not. I guess they, like, with, um, you know, all the things that Ash has gone through, they, they thought Ash needed happiness. He should be happy. He's back home. He's fine. Well, not in the bad ending. He's in post-apocalyptic London. Well, that's his own goddamn fault, because he took one too many drinks of whatever potion. Yeah, he, like, I think it was like he, he like, sleeps in. He, like, he takes the potion, like, sleep, accidentally, like, slept in or some shit. And... He's a typical man. He doesn't listen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'd have said it every single syllable, syllable, but I said the words, yeah. Yeah, I said it, kind of, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Who are you, the fucking word police? <laughs> <laughs> fucking grammar Nazis, God. Yeah. So once Army of Darkness was finished filming and the reshoots were all made, it sat in Universal's vault for nearly a year, being delayed by unrelated dispute between Universal Studios and Pro producer D. Laurentiis. Oh, wow, a story as old as time. This dispute caused several joint projects to be delayed, and this delay was caused by Hannibal Lecter himself. Whoa. They were wanting to film, like, uh, D. Laurentiis' uh, producing company or whatever owned the rights to, like, Hannibal Lecter's name. Mm -hmm. And Universal wanted to make a sequel to Silence of the Lambs. And I guess there's some kind of, like, financial disputes and all that. Just like we had with fucking Fox and... Um, George Miller with Mad Max. Oh, God. And, oh, like, God. fucking, I'm pretty sure Don't we had up. more issues with the Universal back in the fucking uh, Universal Monster series. God. Yeah. Fucking studios are assholes. Is my studio here an asshole? Yes. Oh, well, you know what? Get the fuck out of my <laughs> asshole. <laughs> 
So Universal originally wanted a PG-13 rating for Army of Darkness. Don't know why. I don't either. When you're making a third film off of two R, well, one non-rated and one R. But I believe even the NC-17 rating that was first given before rated R was of way too fucking much. Mm-hmm. I mean, nowadays that would this would be considered PG-13. I almost feel like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Universal originally wanted a PG-13 rating, but the first rating the film received was NC-17. Raimi made a few cuts and was still stuck with an R rating. Universal then turned the film over to outside editors, whose versions were still slapped with an R rating. Oh, for so the God. film was released in theaters with that rating, much to Universal's dismay. I'm sure Universal's like, ah, we're going to send it to these guys. We'll get a PG-13 rating. Fucking, they come back R. They're like, God damn it. Well, yeah, they did the 17 rating. <laughs> from, from what I heard, they did the 17 rating because there's so much death. And then Sam Raimi literally brought the point, dude, these... Fucking things are already dead. Yep. They're just like, I guess, killing them again, but it doesn't matter. They're not alive. Yeah. They're, they're all like, oh, man, if only we maybe watched the movie and paid a fucking attention to it. Universal had some issue with, like, oh, the fact that, like, a female deadite was being killed towards the beginning. I'm like, what do you mean? It's what? like this shit, go- like, this controversy going on now with firefighters being killed in the ha- new Halloween movie. I don't get it. She hit it's- him with, like, 15 punches. What do you think? He's gonna be- Equality, you fucking assholes. I don't get it. But, yeah, this whole shit right now with the new Halloween kills. He's a serial killer. I like the thing I don't get. They're like, oh, he's killing firefighters. And I'm like, but him killing teenagers and dogs and cops, that's fine. But it's the firefighters that oh, have yeah. no crossed one seems, the line. No one seems to get a fuck about the animals. Because, I mean, pretty sure Michael Myers has just straight up killed like multiple people in a hospital at one point. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I just, I don't get it. I get it. We love our firefighters. We get it. I get it. But it's fictional. They're not paid enough. They're not. They're not at all. That's stupid. Maybe they maybe they weren't paid enough to be killed. They weren't paid enough to be killed by Michael Myers. They're not paid enough in general. No, no, not at all. Putting their fucking lives on the line. Uh-huh. What fucking path are we going down right now? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't feel like going down trauma lane. Let's back it up. Yeah, put should. the car in reverse. Put the old Mobile Delta 88 in reverse. So, of all the posters in the Evil Dead series, I do have to say I love the poster for Army of Darkness the most. Due to its heavy inspiration, as I mentioned earlier, of the art by legendary Frank Vizzotta. Frank, Like I said, Frank Vizzotta's art, like, I guarantee if you know anything, like, if you like fantasy at all, or, like, Dungeons and Dragons, or anything like that, you've probably seen his art at some point, oh, like yeah. his Death Eater. Oh, my God. So good. Or Death Dealer, sorry. Got Harry Potter on the brand, apparently, for some reason. Ew. Even though, like, I've seen so many people with a Death Eater tattoo, and it bothers me. Why? Uh, because they're fucking wizard Nazis in that movie. And if you support the wizard Nazis, that's just a fucking red flag to me. <laughs> that's fair. To each their own, I guess. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a weird choice. Yeah? But I digress. What would you choose? Nothing, because Harry Potter isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking fair. <laughs> J.K. Rowling, suck balls. Yeah. <laughs> Turf. <laughs> yeah. it's the, the the material is fine the maker of said material is not i'll just stick with that that's fine but i wouldn't get anything tattooed from some it. of the material is is kind of weird like yeah. when cedric dies in the fourth movie and that band just keeps <laughs> playing <laughs> they're just like fuck yeah <laughs> god yeah that's <laughs> fuck uh, fuck man. <laughs> It's good shit. So, 
After sitting in Universal's vault for nearly a year... And they have I a vault? Every studio's got vaults. Don't you remember the vault fires? Well, yeah, but like, okay, I know, but like, is it like a vault? I'm thinking like a vault, like a bank vault. It got this big ass like turn system. They could. And all these fucking like lights and security. They could. It's like, Area it 50, be, it's like Area 51, but for movies. Or is it literally going to be like, I don't know, Terry's desk drawer? I have no idea. I don't work for Universal. I don't know. Damn it, Josh. Find this out. Fuck. So after sitting in Universal's vault for nearly a year and a handful of cuts and reshoots were made, Army of Darkness would finally release in theaters on February 19th, 1993. Did it release earlier? It had like a... It, uh, select. Yeah, theaters. like select theaters, like the film uh, circuits or like the film uh, festival circuits and yeah, stuff I like think, that. Yeah, in like October of 92 or yeah, something. Yeah, but like February 19th, 1993 is when it released in like worldwide in theaters. That's uh, stupid because it's like, why wouldn't you want to do that near Halloween? I feel like they should have yeah. capitalized on that. Yeah. Instead, they're like, you know what? For Valentine's Day, like we talked earlier at the beginning of this, <laughs> the top of the show, for Valentine's Day, let's throw this out there. That's fun. I, I would have totally taken a Valentine's Day to go see this. That's the thing. You and I would. <laughs> but most people probably wouldn't. They're like, where's Renee Zellweger? I want to see her kiss someone. Well, there's people sucking can just go watch Hallmark movies. <laughs> just throw on a Harry Potter movie and shut the fuck up. Yeah, go watch Ron and fucking Hermione and just fucking <laughs> kiss and have weird children. What? <laughs> <laughs> what Harry Potter fucking film are you watching? I don't know. <laughs> so Army of Darkness would go on to gross a total $4.4 in its first weekend alone. Mm-hmm. The film would go on to earn roughly $11 million in the U.S. and okay. altogether $22 million worldwide. Okay, so it made about double back. Yeah. All right, not and, bad. You know, not too shabby. Back in the day for a horror film like this, for a third installment of a horror film, not bad at all. No, no. Considering, you know, this is the time where, like, in the, the early 90s where horror was kind of a little all over the place. <laughs> and, you know, with your Friday the 13th, 7, 13, 97 <laughs> movies, I don't know how many more. I, just, I, think, I think you're on the right track. You're yeah, very close. Fucking the Halloween, 72, fucking Friday the 13th, 7. I think there's a decimal in there somewhere. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, just, I, yeah. I can't keep up anymore. Especially I hardly when, can get up anymore. Especially now, like again with the new Halloween movies, like Halloween, uh, the the latest one that came out in like 2018, mm. it bypasses like all the other all the, all the Halloween movies, and it's like a direct sequel from Halloween one. Which I'm like, okay, so you're telling me Laurie Strode has completely lost her fucking mind and has just become like this like war like she's like a war torn veteran with all the guns and all the traps she has. All the like firearm training she's done. You're telling me that like just what she went through in the first Halloween is caused her to be like that, but like what she went through in all the other Halloweens didn't. There are people that have gone through the like in real life. There are people that have gone through tragic events like she has. They've not gone down the path. That's the only issue I've had with that movie. I I mean, yeah, okay, that's fair. I mean, there have been cases of people that have gone through something traumatic or at least their mind, whether they're like an undiagnosed schizophrenic or something like that, that have literally like barricaded their houses and have died by their own traps. Oh, yeah, I mean, it does definitely happen. I just personally think they should have kept Halloween 1 and 2 canon because Halloween 2 is probably one of the better Halloween sequels. Other than Halloween 3, but I get shit canned for loving Halloween 3 as much as I do because it was John Carpenter's original vision of Halloween 2 being the end of the Halloween series. But I digress because I am in the minority. Well, I mean, at least you have a valid reason. Yeah. I have not seen either. 
Halloween 3 is so fucking fun, and it's got Tom Atkins, and it's got some of the coolest fucking Halloween masks, and it's got a fucking catchy little beat that gets caught in your head. It's just, it's so cool. And then Halloween 4 happens, and then I think it's like Halloween 5, where they're like, oh, bringing in like a cult shit. And I'm like, this is stupid. The Cult of Florin. Once it hit Cult of Florin with Halloween, it was so fucking stupid. I want to watch it, but I want to wait till we do an episode on... It makes me mad. On on whatever. Like, I don't want to watch 4 and 5 if we're going to do Halloween 2 episode. Or Halloween 3. So I'll have to wait. I'll have to wait. I do want to do Halloween 3, but I I feel like we have to do at least Halloween 2 just to have, like, the trifecta. Fair. That's what we did with this series. Because, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we already did Halloween at the very beginning. But, like, yeah, I just... I don't... I definitely not doing, like, Halloween 4 and 5. I'll do like a rundown episode, maybe, but goddamn fuck, that just oh. goddamn fuck. Oh god, yep. <laughs> My I'm an English phonetic. I don't even think that's the right word. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I speak good. I'm not coming back from it, so I'm just gonna keep rolling. <laughs> you like Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst? Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. Anyway, sorry I went on a fucking Halloween tangent. That We're working on a lot of tangents. Series. These just, all need to be saved for hot takes. I know. Oh, if we do a hot take episode, <laughs> there's going to be a lot for Halloween. Oh. Anyway, talking about Army of Darkness, a movie that I love. Yes. So the reception was mixed upon release. Oh, wow. But... Like, but. But like most <laughs> films that we have covered that if we're mixed reviews, most sites give it a middle-of-the-road score, uh-huh. some loving it for more of the comedic tones and others not so much, but the cult following, like I said at the beginning, following the film received in the following years, definitely shows that this movie has aged well, fans still fucking love it, not to mention Army of Darkness did spawn several comic book tie-ins, especially with Marvel, and it's like I mentioned at the, at oh, the God, here Evil go Dead nipples. series, I still think it's a possibility. Uh-oh. <laughs> for a cameo for Ash pop catch up. him yes Ash catch him I almost said Ash catch him but I think it's possible for a cameo of Ash to happen Doctor Strange three Spider-Mans and Doc Ock and Doctor Strange fucking flying around all of a sudden Charizard flies past the screen <laughs> Ash is like get back here that's all it is for like two <laughs> oh, seconds my god I want that so badly <laughs> yeah and obviously after Army of Darkness you know Evil Dead kind of died and we didn't hear anything about it yeah, i mean there was a yeah. few video games put out um for like ps1 and ps2 era um you know comic books and stuff like that but it really didn't get any more love until the um oh the reboot series remake some people call it some people call it a reboot because tech i call it a reboot because technically sam Raimi's original idea was to have um the protagonist from the 20 20- 14, 2013, whatever year it came out. They're going to have her and Ash team up. But unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. But you can find out more about that on our next episode because we're covering that movie. Spoiler! I'm excited to do that one because that movie's fucking gnarly. Oh, yeah? I know I've watched that one, too. But as a whole, that is the write-up for Army of Darkness. Really? Yep. One of the greatest... I would say, like, childhood bathtub action-packed movies ever. Bathtub? Like, when you're a child, and you're in the bathtub, and you have, like, your little fucking action figures, and you're playing with them. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what I mean. I feel like this movie is, like, for sure that. 
Like totally, like it totally sounds like when like you get like the Fisher Price like castle, yeah, and like you're having like just a giant battle. Like that fight is what I imagine. Like actually thinking about it, that fight is almost like what I imagine like is going on. Like when you're playing with action figures, but like that's what's going on in your head because you know, oh, yeah, like, with the car coming up with the fucking turbine spins <laughs> and shit like that. Every kid ever, and then like I love the uh, like when Ash burns the flesh of evil ash and he comes back and he has the skeleton with oh the yeah fucking i thought you were gonna say when he burned his own flesh on that stove in the windmill side. that too I, I also love the uh london bridge is falling down when he gets stabbed the fucking yep. the nail oh the, man the that, two, that the, made my toes like curl up the two the two like little tiny ashes my fair lady it's so good. That whole scene, like fucking assholes. My that whole scene's my favorite. I'm surprised he didn't literally just like bite them, like and just I mean, fucking he, rip them in half. And I mean, fucking, he melts one. <sighs> yeah, I guess, even though somehow it doesn't hurt him. No, it's literally boiling water. Yeah, but it like I love like when that he, was a cool scene with the eye. He, yeah, when he takes off the shirt and it has the eye and just the moan. The, oh. Fucking yeah. what in the Resident Evil hell? You know that's the start of something pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, I came across something that I uh, thought was pretty neat about this fucking film. So the words that Ash must utter, but he doesn't. Uh, that Klaatu Verata Niktu, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, which I don't even know if that's like actually Latin for something or if that's just made up. I, I have, have no, no idea. idea. Uh, but it's actually <laughs> a variation on a phrase from the original version of The Day That the Earth Stood Still. Yep. And in that film, Klaatu Barada, mm-hmm. with a B, Nick too, uh, is the phrase that one must say to stop the robot Gort from destroying Earth. Which I will say, if you haven't seen that film, I highly suggest it. I haven't seen the original. The original is really good. I've seen the newest one. That's the one with uh, Keanu Reeves, right? The newest one? You mean the one that came out in like 2005? That That is the newest one. Am I wrong? I'm actually curious Mister? what year that came out. Okay, here we go. Oh, damn, I was close. 2008. Uh, see, yeah, that that's not bad. That's fine. That's fine. I don't feel that old, do I? God, who else was in that movie? Because I, I don't remember much from that movie at all. Just Keanu. That's all I remember. That movie is almost two hours long. Why? I don't know. Keanu Reeves. Oh, it had Jennifer Conley. Oh. And Kathy Bates. And Jaden Smith. And yeah, John Cleese and John Hamm and Child Ch- John Hamm? Jesus Christ. Holy fuck. And James Hong? I mem- okay, this movie had way more familiar faces than I remember. But like so many of them weren't the top notch that they are now. Well, I do no. I do remember Jaden. I don't remember Jennifer though. And of course the other 15 you just Yeah, named. Jennifer Connelly and Kathy Bates. I don't remember Kathy Bates at all. Hmm. Interesting. So that's what we got for uh, Army of Darkness. Yep. That will conclude this episode of the Dissector's Cut. Yep. And our trilogy of the Evil Dead series. Yeah, and upcoming <sighs> Will be up and coming. Yeah, it's you know we will be talking about the reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, Evil Dead that came out in 2013, and we'll probably touch a little bit on the Ash versus Evil Dead show because that show was great, and then talk a little bit about the upcoming video game. Yes. So I am excited. Yes. I'm ex- I'm actually excited for you to like because I, I know we've watched. We I think we even may have went to the theaters to see the new the Evil Dead reboot together because I saw it in theaters, but I can't remember who I saw it with. I want to say Brandon. I might. I have. feel like Brandon has seen it. I don't think I went to theaters to see it. I might have, but I'm excited 
to go over it because it was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's one of the few movies that have made me like actually cringe in theaters. Yeah, and if you want to see uh someone be molested by vines in HD, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad. No, it's actually it's not. No. But uh yeah, uh social medias, go follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Instagrams and uh uh the TikToks and email Oh, yeah. God, what's our email? Oh. Thedissectorscutpodcast at gmail.com. I don't know why I can't remember that. Don't yell at me. Yeah, if you're Sam Raimi and you're like, hey, guys, what's going on? Send us an email, Sam Raimi. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, or hit us up on TDC Pod Official on Twitter or the Dissectors Cut on Facebook or Instagram. We would be delighted to uh, hear you know, what memorabilia you guys yeah. kind of have. Or, I'll, uh, be, uh, I'll be posting stories, whatever, behind-the-scenes photos for Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness soon. Because I kind of wanted to hold off until we finally recorded again to actually promote that. Hey, look, episodes, because I didn't want it to be like a huge gap, even though it's still going to be a huge gap, but it's fine. Well, here it is. Get on it. Episode's over. Go ahead. You're a huge gap. (laughs) Anyway. I hate that store. I'm Josh. Yeah. That is Matthew. No, I'm Kala Varada Nick too, where the fuck it is. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Oh, God, there's a portal opening. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, (laughs) no.